Happy holidays, happy lifer. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this podcast, but we're going to be posting it just two days before Christmas. And uh, so I guess I should say Merry Christmas Eve, Eve. Christmas is coming. Steve-O's getting fat. (laughs) Christmas is definitely right around the corner. And uh, so you know what that means? According to a Christmas card I found, it means that we only have a few more shopping days until our relatives find out how little we really understand them. (laughs) Now that's what I call a Christmas card. I found some other Stevo style Christmas cards as well. Like this one says, Christmas, the only time of year we can sit in front of a dead tree and eat candy out of socks. (laughs) This one said, I hope you love the Christmas present you told me to buy for you. Now that is totally where I'm at right now. I wanted to tell my boys like, why don't I just give you the money and go buy your own present? I mean... (laughs) They're not just saying they want a symbol or they want, they're sending me the actual picture and the actual eBay or Amazon post to to order it from. Like, isn't that kind of defeating the whole purpose of Christmas? Maybe not. Maybe you like to know exactly what to get. I do too, but I think that's part of kind of the surprise of it all. But anyway, I found that, that card very funny because that's definitely where we're at uh, right now. I like this one. It says, Dear Santa. I'm writing to tell you I've been naughty, but it was worth it, you big fat jerk. (laughs) This one said, I spent a lot of time buying the perfect Christmas card that will look great in your garbage can. (laughs) And then I saw this one that said, just wanted to spread hope, peace, joy, and other marketing buzzwords. (laughs) The problem with that is joy is not a buzzword. And I want to talk to you about that in a moment. I am so excited to get going on this episode because I think this episode is very timely for the holidays. Uh, I want to talk to you about two Christmas carols that are perfect for this podcast episode. Drum roll, please. Yep, there's Christmas Carol number one. I can imagine many, if not all of you, are are saying, you know, of all the people that sing Joy to the World, of all the bands, of all the groups out there that can sing Joy to the World, you pick Clark Griswold? (laughs) Well, yes, I did, because I think for a few reasons. Number one, uh, it matches the Christmas cards I just just read to you, right? Secondly, our our podcast, our last podcast, um, we use Clark and Eddie when we talk about Go Where I Send Thee. And how Eddie wanted to send Clark, or Clark wanted to send Eddie, and Eddie didn't want to go. So I, I kind of keeping that, keeping just figure I'd keep that going. But actually, the way the Clark Griswold, the Christmas Vacation, uh, Joy to the World that I just played for you, is actually perfect for this podcast because in the scene Clark had just put in. 10,000 lights on his house and he's ready to plug it in and and have a great big huge Christmas, you know, celebration of all the lights. In fact, it kind of reminds me of something that I said in our first holiday podcast this year where I I set a a goal for myself in Jazzy Christmas. I talked about how I'm going to try to 
I'm going to try to relax more this Christmas and not try to make it so perfect. Just like Clark does on Christmas Vacation, he tries to make everything so perfect, and that's what he's doing in this scene. And also, all of a sudden, he asks for the drum roll, you know, and he starts singing Joy to the World, and then he plugs in the extension cord and waits for the house to light up, and it just doesn't light up. And he's just disappointed. He spent all day, he spent hours well into the dark, putting all those lights up there, and then it just doesn't work. Who hasn't been there, right, where you spent all this effort and all this time trying to put something together, trying to make something happen, trying to help somebody else maybe, trying to get your life together or help someone else get their life together or make something or put together Christmas presents in the middle of the night so they're made for your kids when they wake up in the morning, and then all of a sudden you got a bunch of parts left over or it just doesn't work. That's kind of what this scene was right here. It, It just didn't turn out the way Clark wanted it to, and... I don't know about you, but that that has happened to me many times before. It's an ongoing thing with me. I mean, and sometimes life is that way. I mean, life sometimes just doesn't work out the way you want it to. So I was thinking about that Christmas Carol, Joy to the World. It got me real excited to do a podcast on it. Because I think joy to the world, if you look up that, that term joy, joy means a state of happiness. First verse says, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let men receive their king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. I looked up the word joy, right? Joy is happiness. And I know those people out there that try to say joy is deeper and happiness is based upon circumstance. I don't don't buy into that at all. I think if you're joyful, you're going to be happy. And I looked up that word joy, actually, and the dictionary agrees with me. I looked up that word joy, and it means a state of happiness. Joy to the world, a state of happiness to the world. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, there's so much out there. There's so many negative, ugly things going on. In fact, a few weeks ago, I just said, God, what do you think? What are you thinking about today? And I got the word hope in my head. And I thought, that's what God thinks about all this stuff. He thinks hope because he's God. He can fix it if we just ask him to help us. That's what he loves to do. And when I'm seeing human trafficking, when I'm seeing racism, when I'm seeing financial difficulties, when I'm seeing sickness or disease, when I'm seeing all sorts of negative stuff, God sees hope because he can help us in all that, through all that. Just like you know the extension cord trying to plug it in, we're trying to put our life together, and then it just doesn't shine. The lights don't shine. They're not twinkling. The little lights are not twinkling. I know, Arden. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> you know, thanks for noticing. That's kind of what it is in life. We work so hard and then it just doesn't seem to work out. And so there's all sorts of anger and hurt and despair out there. But but God sees hope, joy to the world, a state of happiness to the world. What would our world be if we all decided to just be happier? I'm not talking about the world changing the circumstances. I'm talking about us changing our perspective. If we work on being in a state of happiness and the circumstances stay the same, things still change because our perspective has changed. And when we're happier, we're our truer selves, these problems, we're able to come up with solutions better. We're able to help each other more. But when you take all these problems and you add it to sadness, you add despair to it, you add a negative perspective to it, boy, it just seems unbearable. Just like Clark wanting the lights to go on. It says, joy to the world, a state of happiness to the world. The Lord has come. 
The Bible says that in his presence is fullness of joy. In God's presence is fullness of a state of happiness. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. And if he's come, then when we're in his presence, we are in fullness of joy. The Bible says that Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life to the fullest. I have come to give you life in abundance. So a state of happiness to the world, that's what Happy Life Studios is all about. We want to help ourselves, others. We want to help the world enter into a state of more happy because I feel like that's how we get through all these difficult times when life just doesn't seem to work out. But I really want to talk here about verse number two, joy to the world, the savior reigns. Let men their songs employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Let's go up here to that word employ. Let men, let mankind, let let human beings, their songs employ. Employ here means to make use of, to take advantage of, to practice, to exercise, to put into service. And I think that's what we should do. We should practice happy. We should exercise happy. And the best way to exercise happy is when there's resistance, is when sadness is trying to come at us, is when fear is trying to come at us, is when hopelessness is trying to come at us. That's when you practice hope. That's when you practice happy. When you go to a gym, when you're exercising, it's all about the resistance. And that's how you build those those muscles. And so happy is something that I'm trying to exercise in life. It's something I'm trying to practice. It's something that we need to put into service. It's not just going to happen. I think there's a lot of people out there that are waiting for happy to come, but it's not just going to happen. You have to put it into service. If we rely upon circumstances to be happy, we're rarely going to be happy because circumstances just don't just don't seem to get it. Maybe your circumstances do, but my circumstances just they just don't seem to cooperate a whole lot. So I think we need to let our songs employ, make use of, let's take advantage of the fact that happiness is a perspective, that we don't have to rely upon something or someone to make us happy. We can start exercising, putting into service our happy. Here's the thing that I think is so powerful about this time. That's why this podcast is so important. Christmas is almost here, or maybe you listen to it after Christmas. And New Year's is on its way. 2020 is about to start. Can you believe that? 2020 is about to start. And uh, we talk about keeping the joy of Christmas the whole year through. And I think the answer is in verse two of joy to the world, of a state of happiness to the world. I think it's all in verse two. I think if we tried to keep Christmas all year round, as far as, as long as we try to keep Christmas in the vein of always having a bunch of parties we have to go to, always spending money that we don't necessarily have, right? Um, and all these things, it could wear us out. But Christmas, what really makes Christmas great is the warmth of it. It's the hope of it. It's the giving of ourselves to other people, whether it's a giving of money, of gifts, of time and talent, of Christmas cheer, but it's the giving, that warmth that we get at Christmas. I just don't want to get to the end of December and go, wow, I'm glad that that's over. I want it to to spur me into the new year. And so I think that if we want to live the joy, the the holiday cheer, that's what I'm talking about throughout the rest of the year, the, the happy holidays, be the happy Februaries and the happy Marches and the happy, you know, Augusts. To put that into practice all year long is in the end of verse two, 
where he says a word over and over again. And I think it's funny that the word that he repeats is the word repeat, (laughs) right? Repeat the sounding joy. No, repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. You think uh, he's trying to get a point across here? He's talking about joy. He's talking about a state of happiness. He's talking about repeat it. Do it over and over and over and over and over again. Practice it. Employ it. Take advantage of it. Make use of it. Exercise it. Repeat it over and over and over again. Let people, let men, let's talk about mankind there. Let's talk about humanity. Let us, our songs, employ. So I said I was going to talk about two Christmas carols. Here's a second one. The first Noel. I don't like to just sing a song, especially if I'm singing a song that's important, like over the Christmas holidays or I'm in a church service or I'm singing a song that that is for my wife or it's singing it to God or whatever. I want to pay attention to the words. I had to listen to the first Noel a lot. I've always wondered what the first Noel was, and I just realized, oh, the first Noel must talk about the very first Christmas. But I just spoke this last weekend at a church. It was a Christmas service. It was an ugly Christmas sweater service. It was in Lake Stevens, Washington, and it was at the Assembly of God there. And the pastor got up beforehand and said that Noel actually means Christmas carol. And I was like, oh, that's what it means. And so I looked it up, and I guess we're both kind of right, because according to the dictionary, Noel means Christmas, especially as a refrain in carols, and get this, on Christmas cards. So Noel means Christmas, but also means a Christmas carol, or something that you would put on Christmas cards. And so I'm thinking, wait a minute, why would they call that the first Noel? Why would he, if Noel means Christmas carol, then why would he say the first Christmas carol, the angels did say? I mean... I guess, you know, we, t- we talk about the angels singing hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. But I bet the shepherds didn't sing. A bunch of guys out there watching sheep. I bet they didn't sing. Who knows? They might have. I doubt the wise men sang. But they're talking about a story here. They're setting up the whole story. So Noel meaning Christmas makes sense here. But Noel meaning a Christmas carol, I'm like, Unless these guys all sang everything, then how is it a Christmas carol? And I was, as I was thinking about that, I thought, you know what? I, I guess I would say the warmth, the holiday cheer hit me as I'm thinking about this because I thought, you know, the shepherds might not have sang, but their actions, their excitement was sweet music in heaven. I mean, when the angel shows up and says, unto you, a child is born this day in the city of David. The angel's excited. He he knows what's going on in eternity. He knows the importance of this. And then when the shepherds get all excited about it, too, these bunch of shepherds that that maybe they haven't seen a whole lot of action happen in their life. They they spend their life out on the hills looking at a bunch of sheep. And all of a sudden, they're the ones that the angel shows up to and says, hey, I want to invite you to a party. I want to invite you to the event of eternity. There's a king that is born this day in the city of David, which is Christ the Lord. This totally reminds me of one of my all-time favorite Christmas movie scenes in Charlie Brown Christmas. It gets me every time. In fact, it's an awful lot like the scene we just played of Christmas Vacation with Clark Griswold. I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. 
And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That gets me every time. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. But what those shepherds did next, they could have stayed out in the field. They could have been like, whatever. They could have stayed in fear and say, that scares me. I'm not going to follow that. But what did they do? They got up. I could see them running through the town, all the bunch of these shepherds running through town looking for this king. They got invited to something important. Maybe they're overlooked a lot, but they got invited to something important. And when they ran up and found that stable, when they found that baby that most of the city was packed, right? That's why they had no place to give birth to the baby except in the stable. And so when they find the stable and no one even realizes that the Messiah, that that God is sending his own son to help his people, to set us free, to make us happy. The shepherds caught it and they were excited and they were exuberant. That was a sweet song in heaven. Heaven had its radio tuned in to those shepherds. And as they got all excited, their actions created an incredible music. It was a sweet sound to heaven. The wise men. I mean, it probably took them years, they say, to follow that star. Going at it, the faithfulness of going at it day after day after day, searching for something, following that star, knowing I've never seen a star like that before. That star is different. It's like it was created for something. And the fact that they noticed the creation and they noticed a star that wasn't there before. I mean, I remember one time pulling into my driveway and my oldest son was just very young and we're getting ready to get out. We pulled in the driveway, popped it in a park real quick and I'm getting, I don't know why I'm in a hurry, but I'm just getting ready to get out. And all of a sudden my son stops me and, and my wife and he says, daddy, shh. Hissen. He couldn't say listen. He said, he didn't know how to say listen yet. He'd say, hissen, daddy, hissen. And I kind of roll my eyes like, okay, hissen to what? But all of a sudden I listened to him. I did listen. I stopped and I listened and I saw the stars that had been out all night, but I saw them for the first time. I saw them in their vastness, in their depth, in their beauty, in their sparkle. I saw something because my son said, shh, hissen. Oh, my son that day gave out a song that had to just make God excited, had to just make the angels excited. And those wise men following day after day after day, following that star to try to find it. And when they find that king that shows up as a baby, they didn't miss it. They knew because they knew what that star meant. They knew how important it was. They saw that baby and they went, wait a minute, this is a moment to remember. And they brought him all these expensive gifts. So you got all these shepherds that are excited. Then you have these wise men of means and influence that show up and are probably very somber and very, because they know this moment is huge. The shepherds know the moment is huge too. So they're doing it their style. They're all excited, right? I think the lives of the wise men 
the lives of the shepherds and maybe even the lives of the, the, the animals that probably felt the peace in the stable there. I don't know. There's so many things that you go into, but it was a Christmas carol. It was a song that maybe wasn't sung by the people involved, but it was music that touched God's ears up in heaven. I wonder if the angels just sat back and listened to that first Noel. Listened to the lives as they watched. Listened to the lives of the shepherds and the wise men. I wonder if they sang along. Man, the first Noel. The angels did say was a certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay. The first Noel. Man, I would have liked to have been a part of that. But you know what? I can have a first Noel right now. Just by taking a moment and pondering the depth of the Christmas story. Or just getting excited. The fact that God made me. He loves me. He's got a plan for my life. He showed up. He sent his son to earth. So... I could be forgiven so I could live a happy life. That's something to party over. That's something to get excited over. And when I do, when I think about what God has done for me, I just got a text from somebody today that is really going through some stuff, really going through some stuff in his marriage. And and he sent me a text today just saying, you know, God is so faithful. And I texted him back and said, right on, man. What does that mean? And he says, well, no, life is still hard. He says, but I was just sitting there thinking about how cool God is and how faithful God is. And I thought, isn't that kind of the whole concept? Isn't that what it means to practice, to employ the happy, to have a state of happiness? Isn't that what it means that that here's a guy that's in a situation that's pretty ugly and scary and I'm I'm going through it with him and and." It's difficult for him. But in the minute of that, he still took a moment to ponder the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. God decided he showed up in style, man. He just didn't show up as a a mighty warrior. He showed up as a baby that became a warrior. God becomes a man. God becomes a baby and relies upon a teenage girl. I, I mean, there's so much parts about the story. I could go on and on and on and on. I would recommend, man, putting on some Christmas carols and listening to the music of them, putting on a Christmas movie. You know, you're watching It's a Wonderful Life. Even the Grinch is so Christmas, right? There's stuff in there. When we think about that, when we get excited about that, like the shepherds, or we ponder it like the wise men, our lives at that moment are creating another Noel. Our lives are creating music that the heavenlies listen to. There are some theologians out there that believe when God spoke the world into existence, he actually sang it. Music is powerful to God. He created music. Think about where our life would be without music. It just makes everything matter. It it just adds a color to, to life. Music is just so powerful, and I'm so grateful that God made it in the first place and let us enjoy it. And I just created a Noel. I just created music in heaven just by even thinking about that. So I think this Christmas holidays, man, find something to think about the holidays. Think about the new year. Think about God's kindness and his goodness. Don't just think about the fear, the anxiety, the the difficult stuff that that you may be going through or or friend might be going through. It's okay to think about that. But in the midst of that, think about who God is. And think about this. There's a song I used to listen to when I was a kid that says, he didn't bring us this far to leave us. He didn't teach us to swim, to let us drown. 
He didn't put his home in us to move away. And he doesn't lift us up to let us down. Think about this. God sends his own son to earth to live a life as a, as a human and to die a torturous death and to rise again. If God is going to go through all that concern and send his own son to earth to go through what he went through, then God's got you. You're just as important as Joseph in the Bible, as Mary in the Bible. You're just as important as any shepherd that went to go see Jesus. Because you can go see him right now. You can take a moment and just say, God, you are amazing. That's just exactly what the wise men did. You could high five. I wake up in the morning, oftentimes I fist bump. I'm, I'm like, okay, God, what do you want to do? I just pulled a shepherd on God. I just got excited thinking about God. We can still see God without seeing God. You say, well, I wasn't there, you know, 2000 years ago. However, you're here now and God is here now. He's everywhere all the time. And all we have to do is take a moment to high five him, to thank him for how cool he is, to just get excited for him or take a moment and, and quietly ponder like the wise men and think about his goodness. Let's focus on that. What kind of music will your life play in 2020? That's what I want. I want to repeat the sounding joy. And notice it wasn't just repeat the joy, it was repeat the sounding joy. It's joy that has to be heard. I think that's what's so cool about it, talking about let heaven and nature sing, let men their songs employ. The happy, it should be spoken. It should be talked about. Don't just think about it inside, but talk about it out loud. Or my buddy texted me, he repeated a sounding joy. He just didn't keep it inside of his mind. He shared it. And so if you're going to repeat the joy, you're going to repeat the joy, you're going to repeat, repeat the joy, repeat the sounding joy. Let it be heard out of your lips. And then you will create a Noel all year long. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. Now that's what I call happier holidays. And that's what I call a happy life. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy Lifer. Steve Ace.